And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. And we pray this morning that as we open your word, that as we look into it, that we might see something of you. That we might hear your voice. That we might experience your presence in our lives that we might find purpose and a path to follow in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're beginning this new series, and uh, for the month of uh, July, uh, we're going to be thinking about prayer. And uh, the inspiration for this uh, series came from uh, uh, not just our, our text for the year, which some of you will uh, remember, be joyful in hope, patience in affliction, and faithful in prayer was one of the three things that we committed ourselves to at the beginning of the year. Uh, but it also comes from uh, an email that we received, and I think most of you will have uh, received it, because I think Michael forwarded it on to uh, a call to prayer from uh, Lynn Green, who is uh, our General Secretary of the Baptist Union of Great Britain. In, in the Baptist Church, we don't have uh, bishops and, uh, and high-ranking people, but if we do have a, any high-ranking person, it's Lynn Green, who's the General Secretary. That's as high as you can get uh, in the Baptist world in, in terms of uh, prestigious positions. And Lynn Green is, our, is a, I think she's the first woman General Secretary ever. And uh, she came into office a couple of years ago. And uh, she sent this email to all the uh, church secretaries and ministers in all the churches of, of Great Britain, uh, calling us to pray. And uh, it's a little abstract of, of what she said. She says, I sense that God wants to light beacons of prayer across the UK. Beacons of prayer that are people inspired to pray and seek the Lord, not with our agenda, but simply that we might draw close to him and open ourselves and our churches to him so that he would have the freedom to move amongst us and through us by his spirit. And she goes on to say, I believe this is a word for the church in the UK, but my first role is to devote myself to prayer for God's new thing and to call Baptists to join me in beginning to light these beacons of prayer. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm quite happy to join uh, in with uh, Lynn's call uh, to be uh, one of those beacons of prayer. And uh, it seemed a good idea to, uh, to be 
uh, encouraging the church to prayer. We do that all the time anyway. Uh, but to think about what prayer is, because uh, I don't know about you, but I, I guess that a lot of people actually, uh, when I say I'm going to talk about prayer, uh, your hearts might not leap and jump. Uh, you might think, oh dear. And uh, when we announce a prayer meeting, which we do every month, uh, not everybody feels uh, the urge to kind of rush out on a Saturday morning at some unearthly hour and uh, join those faithful people in praying. Uh, very often in most churches, uh, sadly the prayer meeting is uh, very often the least attended meeting. Uh, but in this series of prayer, uh, I really want to be thinking about um, what is prayer? And uh, during this series, uh, I want us to be, uh, you may have noticed already that I'm, I'm hoping that people will join in. And uh, they won't just come here and sit and, and listen and absorb. Uh, but they'll want to come in. And I'm looking for people who've got testimonies about prayer so that you can share. And, and these might be uh, wonderful testimonies about how God has answered your prayers in some fantastic way. But they also might be testimonies about the fact that you've been praying about something for, for months or years and nothing's happened. That's an equal testimony uh, because it speaks of your faithfulness in prayer uh, despite uh, no seeming change. So if you've got a testimony about prayer, uh, there will be opportunities to share, and I'd love to hear from anybody who would like to share a testimony of prayer. You've got three more Sundays when we're going to be thinking about prayer. So do let me know if you'd like to share something about prayer. Or if you've got questions about prayer, uh, you can chuck them in, and uh, during these four weeks, uh, we will try and address those questions about prayer. So testimonies about prayer, questions about prayer, or anything you want to throw in, uh, there's an opportunity for you to do that over the next four weeks. Uh, Philip Yancey, in the book that I'm uh, uh, attempting to read, it's quite a big book, I've, uh, I've started reading it, uh, it's called uh, Prayer, Does It Make Any Difference? I love the title. And uh, in it he says this, he says, Many of those I talk to experience prayer more as a burden than a pleasure. Uh, some of you can uh, identify with that. They regard this as important, even paramount, uh, and felt guilty about their failure, blaming themselves. Um, one of the things that I don't want to do during this series is make people feel guilty. Okay? Uh, I actually want to encourage people in their prayer life, not make people feel guilty uh, because we haven't prayed enough. So uh, it's not going to be a series where we're trying to make people feel guilty and, and try and get people to turn up to the prayer meeting out of a feeling of guilt or a feeling that you have to be there. But we want to encourage people and help people uh, in their prayer life. He goes on to say, uh, Philip Yancey says, Everywhere I encountered the gap between prayer in theory and prayer in practice. In theory, prayer is the essential human act, a priceless point of contact with the God of the universe. In practice, prayer is often confusing and fraught with frustration. So if you find prayer confusing and fraught with frustration, uh, then hopefully over these four weeks we will uh, encourage you and help you in your prayer life. And this morning we're, uh, we're kicking off by simply asking the question, what is prayer? What is it? And as I've already indicated, there's an opportunity for you to join in. So I just want you to turn to the person next to you and uh, tell them what you think prayer is. You can't be wrong here. It's just what you think prayer is. There isn't a, a right or wrong answer. Just in a, in a sentence, in a phrase, sum up what you think prayer is to the person next to you. I'll give you 30 seconds, and then I'm looking for a little bit of feedback.
Okay, what is prayer? Anybody? What is prayer? What is it? A conversation with God. Yep, amen, someone's agreeing with that. Good. Anything else? Asking God to help. Yeah, it's certainly about that, isn't it? Asking God to help. Worship. Okay. Anything else? Relationship. I'm liking this because we're on the same lines here. You're going to see that some of these uh, answers are actually right because they're going to appear on the screen. So uh, (laughs) there's no wrong answers, but there are right answers. Okay, well, you shared what you think prayer's about. I'm going to tell you what I think prayer's about. But what I want to say at the beginning is, uh, I'm not standing here as an expert. You might think, oh, Richard, he's a minister, he knows everything there is to know about everything. Well, actually not. And Elaine's agreeing, because she was laughing at that point, so that's okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm a a fellow pilgrim on this uh, journey of prayer. I, I have struggles with prayer, just like you do. Uh, sometimes I feel like praying and sometimes I don't feel like praying. Sometimes I pray, pray lots and sometimes I don't pray enough. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm on this journey with you. I don't stand here as an expert. Uh, I haven't got all the answers, but I do want to exploit because I do know that it is important. If nothing else, prayer is definitely important. And uh, the reality is uh, none of us probably do pray enough. Uh, and all of us need to learn about prayer. So, what is prayer? What is prayer? And it seems a, a good idea to, talk, to turn to the Lord's Prayer, uh, because Jesus gave this model of prayer uh, that sometimes we use and sometimes we don't. Sometimes churches overuse it, sometimes churches underuse it. Uh, but it is a, a model of prayer. I'm just going to look a little bit of this prayer to introduce us into what prayer is about. Um, Michael Green, in his uh, commentary on Matthew, he says it's really not talking about the Lord's Prayer. It is really the disciples' prayer, and it's only as we enter into the life of discipleship that we can appreciate its meaning. So it's only as we become followers of Jesus and enter into that life of discipleship that we really start to learn about what prayer is about. Well, I've got four ships that I'm going to sail this morning. I've got four ships that I want to sail this morning. And uh, my first ship is uh, prayer is about our relationship. Somebody over here talked about prayer as a relationship. Prayer is about our relationship with God. Prayer is about our relationship with God. If I asked you, how's your relationship with God? That's a bit of a scary question, isn't it? Uh, It's a little bit personal. Uh, you, I'm not, don't worry, I'm not going to turn to you, ask you to turn to the person next to you and, and tell them about your relationship with God. Because for some people that's scary, because for some people they might answer, well, my relationship's great. Uh, but I'm guessing for, for many of us, we'd kind of be a bit hesitant about, our, our, about describing what our relationship with God is. But I think prayer is the key to our relationship with God. Prayer is about our relationship with God. And uh, in, the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says, uh, when you pray, notice he says when you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray, he expects his followers uh, to pray. And of course, his followers were, were Jews, and so they would have had uh, times when they prayed. 
they would have had set times when they prayed in the morning, in the evening. They would have, they would have prayed at various times during the day as part of their custom. Uh, it wouldn't have been a question of, of if they pray. It would have been a question of when they pray. So when they pray. But the, the radical thing is when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray is about who he says they are to pray to. And he says, when you pray, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. The radical thing that Jesus does is he says to his disciples that you are to address God as our Father. Again, notice the communal bit, our Father. Uh, He expected them to pray together and address God as Father. This was radical. We we miss it because we are we're used to it. We know the Lord's Prayer. It's no big deal. Uh, but in Jesus' day, the Jews the Jews feared even to mention God's name. Uh, they didn't weren't even allowed to mention God's name. So when Jesus comes along and starts talking about God as Father, it was upsetting. It was radical. Uh, the Jews didn't like it. And Jesus is saying that God is a personal God. You can address him as Father. And that's how Jesus, uh, if you look in the Gospels, that's how Jesus addressed God as Father. On time and time again, you'll read Jesus talking about his Father. And he says to the disciples, he's also your Father. Jesus told Mary and Magdalene after his resurrection, I am sending to my Father and your Father, my God, and your God. Paul in, uh, in Romans writes, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption to whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So the radical thing about uh, Jesus was that he said we could call God Father. And so it's about a relationship, a relationship between father and children. Now, I, I realize for some of us, um, it may be difficult to address God as father if we didn't have a good experience of a father. It might be a difficult concept for us to, to use. But what we've got to remember is Jesus is talking about his father, who is the perfect father. His father, who is also our father. So, First of all, prayer is about our relationship with God. It's about a relationship between us as the children of God, speaking, talking, someone used that, it's simply talking to God uh, in our relationship. It's about a relationship. And I think that kind of, uh, I don't know about you, but I think that helps. Um, Because very often we think of prayer as, you know, if we're going to have a time of prayer, we kind of sit up, don't we? Put our hands together. And we can be a bit stuffy about it, can't we? And uh, we can be a bit formal. There's a, there's a time and a place for formal prayers, don't get me wrong. Uh, but in, in a relationship, it is about that speaking to God in quite an informal way. Because it is a relationship. And we build that relationship. How do we get to know people? By talking to them. Hello, my name's Richard. And you tell me your name. We get to know our names. What do you do? I, I'm a Baptist minister. Uh, I'm an electrician. We, we talk about each other and we get to know each other. And that builds a relationship. And God wants us to build a relationship with him. And we do that through prayer. 
Now, I recognize there's a difficulty because, because when you say to me, hello, uh, you know, my name's Fred, and I do say, hello, my name's Richard. If, if, I, if, if I didn't answer you, you would think, at best you would think I was a little bit rude. Um, at worst you think, well, I'm not going to speak to him again. He's, he's a pretty miserable person. And sometimes that's our experience with God, isn't it? We come to God and we pray, and then there's silence. And we think, oh, we're not going to speak to him again. He's not interested in me. And so there is a there is a difficulty in prayer, and we are going to we, we, we're going to talk about that later in the series. One of the Sundays we're going to be looking at the whole issue of kind of unanswered prayers, if there is such a thing. Uh, we're going to be looking at that and tackling it. And again, if you've got experiences and have got testimonies, we'd love to hear you. But it is about our relationship, and we want to encourage people to build their relationship with God, and we do that through prayer, through talking to God. And it isn't a one-way conversation although sometimes it may feel like it. It is about building a relationship. It is about finding that space uh, to allow God to speak to us. Sometimes we do all the talking. You'll have been in conversations where somebody talks and you listens, and you don't get a chance to get a word in any way. And sometimes I wonder whether God feels like that with us. We come to him, you know, we talk and, and give it all what we've got to say, and then we go away and God's like, well, I was... He was going to speak to us, and sometimes we don't make that space. And notice Lynn Green, in a, in, a, in a call to prayer, she talks about people coming to God without an agenda, just coming into his presence. And uh, we need to encourage that. So prayer is about a relationship. Again, Philip Yancey in his book, do we pray in the hope that we will get something out of it? Well, if we're honest, a lot of the time we do, don't we? Um, that God will fix the problem that we're facing. Do we see prayer as some sort of trade-off? I'll give you some time, you give me what I want in return. Sometimes people do treat prayer like that. We come with a list of requests, don't we? And we want God to do something for him, for us, and we, we maybe even try and bargain and barter, we'll do something for you. And uh, Philip Yanti says, prayer that is based on relationship and not transaction may be the most freedom-enhancing way of connecting to God whose vantage point we can never achieve and can hardly imagine. Again, pointing out that prayer is about a relationship, not a transaction. It's about a relationship between us and God. So prayer is about our relationship with God. That's the first ship that I just wanted to sail out there and see what you think about it. But I've got more ships. I've got more ships. Because prayer is also about worship. Somebody said that over here. Prayer is about our worship of God. Um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Uh, hallowed's a funny, a funny word, isn't it? It's not the sort of word that we use very often in our conversation. What does hallowed mean, anybody? Hallowed, what does it mean? Blessed, yeah. Glorified, yeah. Revered. Yes, yeah, that sense of holiness, isn't it? Uh, that we're approaching somebody. So while it's a relationship, it's not an equal relationship. It's not an equal relationship. Uh, God is Father, and we are His children. And uh, we come to God in worship. Um, we, we, we pray to God as part of our worship. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, we, 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 we're two sentences into the Lord's Prayer, and it's all about God, isn't it? Uh, not about us, all about God. And there's a sense in which 
If we get that, it will change our approach to prayer. If we understand that prayer is about a relationship, it's about worship. First and foremost, this is what prayer is about. It's not just about us getting what we ask for, which many people reduce prayer to. Uh, Prayer either works or it doesn't work. If God answers my prayer, then it works. If he doesn't answer my prayer, then it doesn't work. So I'm not bothering this prayer thing because I've tried it and it didn't work. We want to change people's uh, idea and experience of prayer because prayer always works uh, just as a conversation works. We talk to God and yes, he does talk to us. And next week we're going to look about how we actually pray. We're going to get a bit practical and think about how we pray. But for now we're just thinking about what prayer is. So prayer is about worship of God. We come to God and uh, if we're going to worship God we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to recognize our position and God's position. We've got, we, we think about who God is, about the creator and how wonderful he is. And uh, we come into his presence. And, and we're helped by the worship as we sing songs. It helps us to do that, to recognize who God is. So it's, a, it's about a relationship. It's about worship. It's also about a partnership. Prayer is about our partnership with God. This is amazing, isn't it? You know, that God wants us to be in partnership with him. That God actually wants you and me and everybody else to actually enter into a partnership with him. Uh, And he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. God's asking us to be his partners on earth. In this relationship that we have with God as we worship God, uh, we say, your will be done. As opposed to, my will be done. And this is a different way to live, isn't it? This is, this is actually quite radical, isn't it? This is a very radical prayer. Um, as I say, most of us, uh, we tend to think of prayer as uh, a list. I don't know, do you have your prayer lists? Do you have lists of things? It's not a bad idea to write down your prayers. It's not a bad idea. I'm not knocking that. I think we should uh, keep journals and, and keep uh, a record of things that we pray for so that we can celebrate when prayers are answered. But as we've said, if we're saying your will be done, uh, your kingdom come, if we're saying hallowed be your name, if we're talking to our Father who, who is in heaven, uh, we don't just want to come with uh, a shopping list of things. It's about a partnership. It's about a partnership. It's about us saying, well, actually, we want to see God's will done in our lives, in the life of the church, in the life of the area that we live, and in the world. And uh, we can only do that if we want to bring ourselves in line with God's will. We can't pray, your will be done, when we're saying, well, actually, I want my own way and my own will. Uh, That doesn't work. If we're saying... If we're saying the prayer, your will be done, but acting and living as if it's my will be done, um, it's not surprising when we we find our prayer life uh, not really working. So it's about a partnership with God. Prayer is not a spare wheel that you pull out when in trouble, but it's a steering wheel that directs the right path throughout life. So think of prayer as a steering wheel rather than a spare wheel. We've all got a spare wheel in the boot of our car, and uh, the reality is we hope we never have to get it out because we hope we don't get the puncture. Um, we want us to prayer to be a steering wheel. It gives us direction to our lives that focuses and drives us. That it's not just something we do in emergency, although many people do. 
So prayers about a partnership. It's saying we're going to work with God. It's saying your will be done in this situation, in that situation. We pray that it will be God's will. Now, that isn't a kind of fatalist. I'm not saying that everything that happens is God's will. I think a lot of things that happen are nothing to do with God's will. Um, so we're not, we're not fatalist about this, but we pray in every situation, your will be done. This may be the most dangerous, exciting, life-altering prayer a human being can pray, says John Orberg uh, in his book, God is Closer Than You Think. Uh, it's a radical prayer to pray, your will be done, your kingdom come. Uh, we, if we're honest, we say that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and someone announce it, we probably don't give a lot of thought to what we're praying, but we're praying an extremely radical, life-changing prayer if we really enter into that prayer. And of course, prayer is about entering into. So, it's about a relationship, it's about a, uh, a worship, it's about a partnership. And then fourthly, my, uh, my fourth ship, prayer is about our friendship with God. Did you know that God wants to be your friend? That's a strange thing, to a concept to get your head around, isn't it? We've been talking about the fact that, you know, God's hallowed and he's to be worshipped and, 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 and honoured and, and that he's holy. Uh, um, but he also wants to be our friend. The idea of, uh, of, 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 of being God's friend is, is rooted uh, in, in Scripture. Um, Abraham was, uh, was considered uh, righteous and uh, a friend of God. Abraham was remembered as a friend of God. Prayer is about our friendship with God. You know, we just speak to God about what's happening. I don't know about you, but when I get home from work, very often uh, I'll have a conversation with my wife about the day and I'll just tell her uh, what's been going on and, uh, and vice versa. And uh, part of our, our relationship with God and our worship of God and that partnership of God is just sharing with God what's been going on in our lives. We can't tell anything. We're not telling God something he doesn't already know. Uh, we can't do that because God knows everything. Uh, but it's building that relationship. We're sharing our life with God, just speaking about what's going on in our life because God is interested in your life and my life. He wants to know the detail. He's interested in the detail. You know, some people aren't interested in the detail. Uh, I realize that at, at some stage, you know, uh, when I get home from work, maybe my family don't want to know every single little bit of detail about what's been happening during the course of my day. God is interested in the detail. He wants us to share our whole lives with him. He's not just, he's, he's not just interested in, in the holy bits. You know, God might be interested in this because it's uh, religious, so listen up, God. Uh, God is interested in the whole of our lives, everything. It's about a friendship with God. Uh, Jesus says to, uh, you know, his disciples, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Uh, it's about a friendship with God that we are building and uh, creating. And prayer is the currency of friendship. You can't be my friend and not speak to me. You can't be a friend and not share what's going on in your life. That's not friendship. Uh, you know, we have friends and we have acquaintances. Friends are those people that we really share everything with. Friends are even okay uh, when we don't agree. 
And as we think about prayer, uh, we'll be looking at some of the prayers in the Bible where people, you know, basically ranted at God because they weren't very happy with what was going on. And we find that in the Psalms and in, and in different parts of the Bible uh, when people just have a bit of a rant about God, but in the form of a prayer. They tell God exactly what they think about the world and about him and about everything that's going on. And that's part of a relationship. That's what we do, don't we? In friendships. In friendships, people that you're really comfortable with, silence is okay. You know, I can sit in a coffee shop, which I, I do occasionally, with my wife, and I'm comfortable with the silence. Have you ever noticed in a prayer meeting, uh, when the silence, people start to fidget and think, hmm, we better fill the space now, and I'll say my fifth or sixth prayer now because nobody's praying. Uh, we, we're not sometimes comfortable with silence. Prayer involves silence, just being quiet and uh, and being uh, still. And uh, it's okay with friends. You don't feel that you have to uh, fill a space because you're comfortable in their presence. I'm guessing the reality is some of us aren't comfortable in God's presence. Because we perhaps feel uh, not good enough. We perhaps feel that, that God doesn't love us. We perhaps feel that God's got, uh, he's, we've got our list of prayers, but prob- maybe God's got his list of things that we've done wrong. And uh, so when we come to God, we're not coming to, a, 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 we're not coming to approaching God, thinking of him as a father who loves us and cares for us. Those of us that are fathers, you know, when our children misbehave and, and mess up and do things wrong, uh, we don't stop loving them. Uh, we don't stop wanting to speak to them and stop to talk to them. In fact, we want to help them to get to a position where they can sort themselves out. And that is what God is like. He wants us to come, even when maybe we're not on good terms. Even when maybe we feel that like we've fallen out. And by the way, you know, it's okay to fall out with God. He, he can cope with it. He can cope with it. Uh, maybe other people can't cope with it, but God can actually cope with it. And he still wants to see us. And he still wants to hear from us, even if we've fallen out with him. The main purpose of prayer is not to make life easier. Did you know that? The main purpose of prayer is not to make life easier. Nor to gain magical powers, but to know God. The main purpose of prayer is to know God. Doesn't that kind of shift a whole lot of burdens when, when you think about prayer you know, because sometimes we pray for people and maybe if God doesn't answer the prayer, we kind of feel, oh, we've somehow let the side down, we've let the team down. You know, we pray for somebody and about a situation or about an illness and nothing happens and we feel, gosh, something's gone wrong. You know, prayer's not just about that. It's about getting to know God. That's the first and foremost thing about prayer. Be still and know that I am God, the psalmist said. First of all, you have to be still. Our modern society works against us in stillness. Our society fills every quiet moment with noise. You know, the television's always on, the radio's always playing, the iPod's on, there's always music, there's always a sound. It's very hard in, in this life to be still uh, without there being some interruption. And we can't get to that second part, be still and know that I am God without being still first. We have to be still to get to the part and know that I am God. When we're filling it with our anxiety, with our requests, with our 
uh, anxiousness with whatever, or we're allowing the world to kind of drown everything else out, we'll not hear from God. Be still and know that I am God. And when we look next week about, about how we pray, sometimes it's about finding the right place where there is stillness, where you're not going to be interrupted, where the phone's not going to ring, where someone's not going to knock on the door. It's about being still and knowing that I am God. Because when we know that God is God, we can relax. We don't have to be God. It's kind of, if God is God, I don't have to play God. I don't have to sort everything out. I don't have to think that I'm God, that I can solve every problem, that I can, that, that I can solve everything. Because I'm just being still and allowing God to be God. And God can do whatever he likes and he will do. I cannot tell God what to do. I can ask and we'll come on to that. We ask, but we don't tell God what to do. And that's again about the relationship, recognizing our place and our position in the relationship. We ask, we come to God, we don't tell God. You've all heard people praying, I'm sure, uh, magnificent prayers, but the mistake that they make is they try and tell God what they think he ought to be doing. And that isn't prayer, because we can't tell God what to do. We can ask God, and uh, we will always ask. And that is part of praying, and we'll be coming on to that. But be still and know that I am God. Prayer is about our friendship with God. So God wants to be your friend. Can you imagine that? It's good news, isn't it? That God actually wants to be our friend. And we discover our friendship through praying to God. So, we said right at the beginning that uh, to understand the Lord's Prayer, we need to be disciples. And if we're going to grow, what the aim is, is that we... Uh, move from a time of prayer to a life of prayer. And we're going to be thinking about how we can do that. How we can move from just times of prayer to a life of prayer. Just a continued conversation with God. And hopefully we'll get to that position in about four weeks' time. So, prayer is about friendship with God. It's, it's about our friendship with God. It's about our worship of God. It's about our partnership with God. And it should, it's about, at that top one should say relationship, but never mind. So these are the four ships that I just want to sail this morning about what I think prayer is about. You might think it's about something different. Remember, we're looking for testimonies. We're looking for people to share experiences. And uh, we're looking for questions about prayer to feed into this series.